Hi guys, it's Danny, and this is our celebratory two-part special on the color purple in honor of our six-year, oh my gosh, six-year anniversary. We decided what could be more fun to celebrate six years than doing the black girl classic, The Color Purple. So we read the movie, we watched the book, and now we want to do a giveaway. So when this episode gets posted, you'll have a chance to participate and to win one of four gift certificates for Amazon. To take part, all you have to do is be following Black Chicklet, quote tweet or retweet our tweet promoting this episode with your favorite moment from the color purple it can be from the movie or from the book it don't matter you can do an answer you can do a gif it don't matter we just want to know what was your favorite moment from this story and you do those two things and you are in we will do a random drawing and we will announce the winners on september 12th that's a monday monday september 12th when we post part two of this episode on twitter so if you want to know if you won, be sure to look on Twitter again at Black Chick Lit. Thank you guys for being with us for six years. I cannot believe it. We've had our highs, we've had our lows, we've had our COVID, we've had our trumps, we've had it all. But um, we are so glad you are here with us celebrating six years of promoting Black women in books, in literature, in reading, all that. So, so I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you again for being here and supporting us in six years of podcasting. And here's to six more. Enjoy the episode. Hi guys, I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And we are celebrating. Mm-hmm. It has been, I had to do the math. It has been six years of black chick lit. We survived the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, right? Wasn't our first episode like the week of his inauguration? Or I think it was before. I think we exist. We it was pre- it was like summer 2016, so before the election. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So we got a little bit of that Obama era, <sighs> and we survived. I mean, we made it longer than some classified documents, apparently. So. Mm. Here's the the thing about Trump that continues to piss me off is you have to have like some serious legal knowledge to understand whatever the hell is going on at any time. <laughs> Cause now like we're all learning about like, what's this about unsealing search warrants? Like what's going on? The president records act what's going on. So yeah, that's like a real deep technicality. <laughs> that's like some, um, some con law detective <laughs> shit. Like this is something, what was the girl in Stacey Abrams book? Oh, yeah, I forgot her name, This too. is some shit she would pull, you know what I mean? It is. So. So, anyways. Anyway, we survived him, and we're mm-hmm. here, and mm-hmm. we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we decided we had to do the Black Girl Classic, The Color Purple. The Color purple. purple. The Color of Women. Isn't, I don't, I wonder which, because I know women is the, interna- purple is the international color of women, and I don't know, is this, this book is the reason? Oh, I have no idea. We have to look that up. So, but before we get into it, because I'm sure y'all, we did both the movie and the book. So we read the mm-hmm. book and we watched mm-hmm. the movie and we're going to mm-hmm. share our thoughts about all of it. Mm-hmm. But before Let that, me ask, yeah, what's your background like briefly with this book and the movie? Okay. So the book I read by myself, we did not have to read it in school, but I read it by myself in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just kind of an independent read. 
And I think it's interesting reading it now as an adult and as just like a smarter human being who knows how to examine literature better, how I'm picking up the themes a lot better and like how it makes a bigger impact. So I, I read it and I liked it the first time, but it wasn't as, it didn't move me, like not move, but I'm like, I'm getting it now. I'm getting this stuff. And then the movie, <laughs> this is so funny, but I was watching this and I realized, I guess I just always comment on the whoopee parts. <laughs> like we are, because <laughs> I was like everything before Whoopi Goldberg. I guess everything before Suge Avery comes. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't remember seeing any of this. <laughs> I, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, Have I seen this all the way? <laughs> I feel like we watched it. I feel like when I talked to my mom about it, she was like quoted it and said she had strong opinions. I feel yeah. like I watched it as a kid, like probably way too early, but. When Same. I sat down and watched it, maybe it's like you said, like as an adult, like because I also read it in high school and it didn't really like permeate because like I wasn't a grown woman like I am now. Yeah. Though I will say that uh, uh, there was this white girl in my school and Uh-oh. I don't know, there was somebody was saying something about a book we were reading and she was like all upset because it had like swear words or something in it. And um, this white girl got up and she's like, well, my mom has me reading the color purple and it's amazing. And the first page has the word pussy on it. Does that upset you? (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? Where am I? (laughs) That's a thought. Where the hell am I? Oh, gosh. Has the word pussy? I'm trying to remember. It does, does it? Oh, it absolutely does. Because I had forgotten about it until I picked it up to read it. It does feel like a very modern word to be in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you ever have to read it for school? No. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Because I think we had this talk when we did um, Beloved. We were like, mm-hmm. who's making us read the black the black books? Because we just read it, read them on our... If, we, if I didn't read it on my own, right. it wasn't getting read. Right. We've read... Um... <sighs> Uh, you know what? I was going to say we read um, Their Eyes Were Watching God, but I don't even think that was required reading. We read fucking mm. Huck Finn. Bullshit. See, we didn't even read that. The, I'm trying to think. The one classic I can remember reading in school was Native Son. Mm. And that was AP English, which wasn't required at all. Mm. So that was like advanced placement. So like if mm. you were just a regular, I'm trying to think what we read, and I can't think of nothing. And I feel like my school was pretty, I mean, diverse for the 1990s which is a completely different level of diversity so so yes we read the book and watched the movie uh i guess spoiler alert it's a little late and also this movie's been out for over 30 years this movie's older than both of us and also like if you even have a passing familiarity with black people you know this movie like even though i was like damn have i seen this all the way through i was like i knew all the characters like, I knew it was going to happen. Like, it just has permeated, I think, even more so than I think, like, Beloved and Their Eyes Are Watching God, which are the oh, other yes. two, like, book movies we've done. Yes. And I think, do you think it's because of the movie? Because the Probably. movie was considered a bigger success? Probably. Because I don't think Beloved, the movie, had the impact that The Color Purple, the movie, did. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it got, because, like, so I did look up a few facts. I told Molly, so when we get into mm-hmm. it, I don't, we were going to, listen, we're not doing a synopsis either, I don't think, like, this, the color purple 
You I, know I, it. I, but I if a, you don't know it, you're going to learn. Yeah, I wrote a little blurb. The most I could get was the color purple explores the life of a poor and educated black woman named Celie. At the age of 14, we learn that she has already given birth to two children by her father, and she's later married off to a abusive man named Mr., Mm-hmm. And she later comes into her own through the help of the women around her. That's what we need. Those are the details. That's what you yes. need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did look up some facts about the movie and the book. So to begin with, I, this is going to sound dumb. I thought this book was a lot older than what it was. It seems older. It seems like it's timeless. Like it's always been here. Yeah. And even the time period, like, seems like it was much longer ago. Because what, this is like, like the 30s and the 40s? Yeah, I get, I go back and forth. I think so. I think like, yeah, I think they're adults in the 30s and the 40s. So maybe in the yeah. beginning, it's like maybe the teens. Yeah, because they're like straight up talking about like World War II, right? At one point in the second half, yeah. 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 And I'm like, oh, this is, this is, you know, more modern than, you know, in my memory, I remembered it being. Yeah, I don't, it feels like just barely post-Civil War. Out of slavery, <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Just the way, like, Celie's living at the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, slavery was last week. Like, we just got right. out. Right. Like, they just got out. But it's not. And I mean, like, it's not even that far removed from, like, you know, the 30s were not that far removed from slavery, but it right. still feels like, you know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It just seemed more modern. Like you said, like, oh, pussy's kind of a modern word. It's like, well, because it... By by every account, the time it takes place when it was written, by every account, it's a modern book. But yeah, but it was written in 1982, and I just mm-hmm. I just I don't know why. If you had put a put me against a cl- edge of a cliff and told me to tell you what decade the color purple <laughs> was published in, I would have confidently said the 60s. And I yeah, dead. like when my mom was like, "Oh yeah," uh, and then after that, she uh, started dating Ch- Tracy Chapman and this <laughs> and that, and I was like, "Oh shit." I saw that. And then my mom was like, oh, yeah, Alice Walker just living her best life. And I was like, I was like, why are you talking like you know her? But then it's like, I don't know. It was just like, just more modern. Like if I was talking about like uh, Zora Neale right. Hurston, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> she's still alive. Yeah. But we got to talk about her because she's gone a little bit off the, the deep end recently. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's her third book. It was published in 1982. Mm-hmm. It won both the Pulitzer Prize and the National Book Award in uh, 1983, mm-hmm. making her the first black woman to win the Pulitzer Prize. So that wow. was also a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is frequently challenged or frequently mm-hmm. censored. And it, the American Library Association ranked it number 17th on its list of wow. most frequently or challenged books. Mm. So, and I'm sure I can see between the racism and the sexual assaults and the abuse. You know what? I'm going to say it's not any of those things. Ooh, what do you think? I'm going to say it's the, I think it's the lesbianism. Oh, yes. I wouldn't be surprised. You're actually, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Because we'll get to that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when we compare the book to the movie. Yes. I think you, you're so right. So speaking of the movie, the movie was released only three years after the book was published. And again, hmm. it just feels like this movie was, the book was around forever. Uh-huh. And it's Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, this is not in my notes, but I remember reading in the wiki, they invited her to write the screenplay and then they <laughs> fired her from writing the screenplay <laughs> and they hired someone else, but she got final approval. Okay. And I, but I, and I don't think that's any shade to her because I think if you look at like these, I don't think just because you can write a novel does not mean you can write a screenplay. Look at what yeah. happened to all those Wizarding World movies that J.K. Rowling is still writing. 
Oh, I see. Cause she, I, 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 I haven't seen none of those. Not I haven't one. seen them, but I watched the reviews and like, I'm like, wow, these sound a mess. <laughs> That's oh. usually what the reviews are. Like, there's too much stuff happening. You can get away with uh, that in a book. But you can't, yeah, you can't in a movie. You got to cut it down. Mm-hmm. So it was directed by Steven Spielberg, and we know who it stars, but Whoopi Goldberg, Danny mm-hmm. Glover, mm-hmm. Margaret Avery, mm-hmm. and the Oprah, I guess, before she was the Oprah. Mm-hmm. This movie actually made a lot of these people stars. That was something else I read in the Mm. wiki that like before this movie came out, Whoopi was a relatively unknown stand-up comedian. Interesting. Danny Glover and a lot of the other actors were stage actors. So they weren't really known in TV and film. Really? Mm -hmm. And Oprah, she was still just a radio and a TV. She wasn't like Uh, Oprah. Like Oprah. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, because Whoopi looks young, like super yes. young in it. And speaking of that, they did a great job of matching up the child actors with the adult <gasps> actors. Her and Nettie. When Nettie, like, gets out of the car at the end, I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> How did they make her look so old? They did such a good job. I was like, is that the same actress? I had to look it up. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. I really did think it was. I thought they put, like, some baby powder in her hair and an old lady cape on her. <laughs> With some glasses. Some glasses. She's but then old I was now. like, oh no, she old. Exactly. They did a good job. Hurt. They did. They did a really good job. I mean, like the acting in it is very good. Yeah. Like we can get into that, but you know, that's not my I think like my problem with the movie. Yeah, if I think I have we're one. gonna have similar thoughts from what it sounds like, just to what you've been hinting. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was just gonna say, but yeah, yeah. Steven Spielberg said he wanted a lot of like un because at first I guess they were especially for the position name or especially for suge they were trying to get like big well-known actors and actresses but then they sort of because i think shaka khan Mm. turned it down and maybe patty labelle but um they ended up they decided to go more with like lesser known actors and actresses It also probably makes it cheaper too so (laughs) probably did but it was a good show it was a good choice and i mean like these are like you know icons it's their iconic roles it'll probably Danny Glover, his obit will probably be like <laughs> Danny Glover made famous by the color purple dyes at whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, it was a box office success and it was nominated for 11 Oscars. Didn't win a single one. Shady. Mm, mm, mm. So, and it's actually interesting reading like the contemporary reviews because there are a lot of good reviews, but there are some also some reviews that I think might match what we have to say about it interesting mm-hmm. and Spielberg was sn- did not even did not get nominated for best director and it was considered a snub mm. at the time wow. so hmm. so that's my background info about both so did we talk about your history with the movie you talked about your history with the book in the in the girl in yeah. your classroom <laughs> I think it was just similar like watched it you know here and there when I was like a lot younger and I might have watched it like in high school, maybe college the last time, but again, just wasn't hitting me mm-hmm. the same way, like to sit down and watch it. Like, I feel like it was on TV. I feel like it was like on TNT, like those TBS, TNT, yeah. those non-cable, non-premium cable movie channels will show yeah, the color purple. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you kind of catch it, somebody's <laughs> watching it, so you start watching it. <laughs> That's probably why I don't remember any part of the beginning of the Yeah. <laughs> Because I was like, this. she's young for a long time. I'm like, when did yeah. we age to Whoopi? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, like, uh, The Wizard of Oz. Like, for the longest time, I had no idea that there were black and white parts of that movie. 
Because the only time we ever watched it was at school when it rained. And my teacher just didn't like the black and white part. So she would just get That's forward to the color part. It's like, we ain't watching this. And now it's like she, she shaped a whole generation of students who just do not know. Right? It's like, oh, shit. I remember like seeing it. I was like, what the fuck? Is, what's all this? Why are we on a farm for so long? But it's like, that's how it used to be. Like, you know, you couldn't hold a remote. So you didn't, you didn't see. There was no TikTok, no YouTube. Listen, kids these days don't even know. Like you can pick to, you can pick what you want to watch. And if you don't want right? to watch what's on the big TV, you can watch a little smaller screen and watch whatever right? you want. Spoil. You don't have to go to Blockbuster with your dad on a Friday <laughs> night. And you get like you can't pick anything out of the new section. Oh no! You gotta pick those. What is it? Two dollar rentals, whatever the fuck it was. You gotta go to the kids section. (laughs) Yeah, go to the kids section. You can only get a video game if you and your brothers forego (laughs) each of your picks. There were so many rules. My dad had so many rules about Blockbuster. That shit got expensive. I think that's what this is a complete. This is Danny and Molly's is, business podcast, but that's I think what kind of helped did them in was because like people were tired of like, wait, I got charged three dollars well, because you know, I forgot to rewind shit. That's literally how Netflix started. Like the guy got a late fee, and he was like, "Fuck this shit." He's like, "I'll do my own," and he started Netflix. And then they went to Netflix. They were like, uh, "Blockbuster, you mean?" Our Netflix went yeah. to Blockbuster, yeah, and said, "Do you want to buy us?" And they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" They laughed them out of those offices. They laughed them out of the office. Who's laughing now? Yeah. Well, not Netflix. They're in trouble. Well, that's true. They're they're also, they're also having issues now. They know what they did. They keep canceling the wrong shit and keeping the right sh- the, uh, whatever. Like I said, that's for our anyway, business podcast. <laughs> that's in the business. Black, uh, black chick biz. Yeah, the black business chicks or whatever. We'll, we'll you watch know. that. But I, I would, I do want to say something about the cinematography in the very, very mm-hmm. first scene. I like mm-hmm. when it starts out and it's the field of purple flowers and you see them playing as like just two little girls playing in the fields. It looks very idyllic considering they're two black girls in the early nineteen hundreds. <laughs> But mm-hmm. then it, she walks out and you see that she is very heavily pregnant. And it's like, mm-hmm. it just throws you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first, the first, like, you know, up until they age up to Whoopi, is just very, like, depressing. And it's like, it's very, like, it's hard to watch. Even though the music that Quincy Jones picked <laughs> was, like, weirdly, like, jaunty. I feel like. <laughs> The subject matter, like when he takes the baby, when Pa takes the baby, and it's just like, it's just, oh my God. And it's just like, you know, knowing what like childbirth was like back then. And then like, you know, this being her father and just her being like, so it's just, it's really heart wrenching, which I like, you know, we can get to some of these more places later. I forgot, or I maybe just didn't even realize like as a kid, how funny some later parts are. It, they are like there's a lot more humor I think in the movie than in the book. Yeah, I I really love the part where um, Shug comes with uh, uh, her husband. I, I was gonna say he's my favorite, Grady. Grady, and uh, um, you know uh, Whoopi and Danny are like jumping to get their clothes. They got like their ratty old like flannel robes on, <laughs> and they're like all. And so they go down and she like is looking great and she's got the new car and the fancy husband and she's like, How are you? And then they just pan back to them and they're like, We've got cold. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like I was like falling out of my chair. I was like, oh, I ate it the fucking truth. It's hilarious. In the scene where he's trying to cook breakfast and he throws it all that wood and it just cuts to the rocking chair empty where she was sitting in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is a little funny. Yeah, it had some real humor humorous parts. Um but yeah, if we could go in chronological order, I think, like comparing yeah. kind of what we thought and uh, I was gonna say like so showing her big and then showing I was really confused this is not knocking any part but I'm like why is she giving birth in this <laughs> this drafty in ass this cabin barn? like why can't nobody close the door I, yeah that's true I mean like I know it's for the drama the drama of it but like she's sitting here screaming this door is like being blown open and closed through this big yeah. storm I'm like we can't just put a we can't put a lock on that door we can't tell <laughs> And then he's standing out there like some kind of like highway, like like the uh, Ichabod Crane on the. <laughs> like I'm like, what is like I don't what's know what's happening here. What is exactly what's going on? I think the book kind of played it. I don't know better, but like it just didn't. It felt a little. If I had to give a complaint for this first part of the movie, I do think a lot of it is really good, but I think some scenes are a little bit overwrought. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be to the point that it kind of takes away from the emotion. Like, what's that writing? What's the writing tip? A hot topic, cool prose or something? Mm-hmm. Where like you want to play it cool, and so yeah. like her being in this cabin in the middle of what looks like a hurricane, giving birth. Yeah. And then, and then we can get to the whole Nettie and Mister thing because like that didn't make any sense. That was a change that didn't make any sense from the book. Yeah. So. But yeah, like that whole scene, I was just kind of like, where are they? <laughs> yeah, she? that's kind of what makes you think it's like my grandma says, slavery days. Because they're yes. like, wait, what the fuck? Like they had a house. I mean, I yeah, guess- and apparently like a pretty nice house. Exactly. Like they they seem like super broke in the, in the movie. But in the book, they seem like they're doing all right. I was going to say in the movie, like, because I've read some, po- we read like, what was it? A uh, 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 Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. And they we read were other books. Broke. They have like dirt floors and they're living in like three room cabins. Mm-hmm. Okay, even when they're like, Mista's house is nice. Like, that's a nice house. Her pa's house that she gets bequeathed. Those are nice houses. Like, this yeah. is some, and land. Yeah, it's land. It's like farmland. Like, uh. And I mean, I feel like we could get into it, but that's why, like, quote unquote, Paul, like, stole the land from him because right, it was right. nice. Fuck him. Fuck Paul. What I, when you think about what I imagine more of, like, average poor black folks is, like, what Harpo's living in. The <laughs> <Yeah>. shack. <laughs> the shack yeah, in like, the woods. <laughs> like, because that's what I imagine. Then you see this movie, I'm like, oh, that's a, what be you living? Like, she's still, he's still an asshole, but I'm like, this is a nice house. Yeah, like when Shug's taking the bath and she's got like all the like perfumes and the milk. Yeah. And even in the book, they say like, oh, she's going to take a bath and put some milk in it. Now, none of this is like to, like you said, mitigate Mr. But, oh, yeah, I just, I did notice that too. And I think you're right. That's why it feels so modern. Because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all got money. You got something. Because they got cars. Everybody can drive. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, like she's got the whole like, quote unquote, modern kitchen. She's got an ice box, like, yeah. you know, which is interesting. It was like nice, you know, that it was a story. Like after you get through the first part, 
it's like really this story about like how people were living like and maybe that that's what made it seem modern too it wasn't like oh these tragic ass negroes it was like (laughs) (laughs) and and honestly i don't need them to be like sharecropping struggling it was just it's and i i guess there was still sharecroppers in the 30s it was nice to see but it does kind of like seely wasn't as poor as some of the other folks yeah some of the other folks we've been uh reading about but yeah, so she has the baby, then her mother dies, mm-hmm. and they're walking behind. Her. And then, so Pa at the funeral is it at her mother's funeral where Mister is in the pew looking at Nettie up and down? It was either the funeral or church because I don't okay. feel like they were dressed for a funeral. Okay. They were like laughing, like Nettie was That's like true. laughing, and I don't That's think true. Nettie would be laughing at her mother's funeral. That's true. Enough. That's true. You're right. But he's looking her up and down, and then. <laughs> Paul won't sell Nettie. I keep saying no. sell. He doesn't actually hey, sell mean, his children. That's kind of what it feels like, it right? Because he gives him to Mister and Mister. Because she says the. Because this is the line directly from the book when he describes Seely mm-hmm. to Mister. So like she's not fresh. She's been spoiled twice. And then mm-hmm. that she's been fixed, so she can't have any more. And I think that's a detail I didn't pick up on in high school. Yeah, no, I didn't either. And I feel like it was more explicit in the book. Like she says something, oh, like she's talking to somebody at church or something. And they're like, oh, after you have like, you know, basically you'll get your period every month. And she's like, oh, I never had my period again after having the second baby. And it's like, and that's when seeing the movie makes you realize just how young, like, I don't don't know, like she looks, the actress they get looks like a looks baby. young yes. yeah now was she 14 in the book or was she 18 in the book um i have it open i thought she was four well she's definitely 14 at the start of the book mm-hmm. but when does she you're right when does yeah, she, she marries it? yeah or quote-unquote marries because i don't even think that they married i'm trying to remember like is there an actual ceremony in the movie i thought there was i can't remember like i feel like at some point she says to mr like uh He's like, oh, you're my wife. She says something like we never like made it official or something. She kind of alludes to She's it. almost 20. Yeah. So next time you can look at her, she ugly. Don't even look like she can to Nettie, but she'll make the better wife. She ain't smart either. Damn, Pa. She ain't smart right? either. And I'll just be fair. You have to watch her or she'll give away everything you own. But she can work like a man. Mr. Say, how old is she? He say, she near, she near 20. And another thing, she tell lies. So in the book, she's like, I, I assumed I assumed 18, 19. But in the yeah. movie, she looks straight up 16. Right. I mean, if that, she looks like 12. Like They're she's... playing like clapping games. Right. Like they look young. So I don't know, maybe he's like saying, oh, she's 20, but she wasn't really. I don't really, I can't remember, but. Yeah. Um, she was young. One yes. way or the other. And she was yes. way too young with quote unquote pa. Like that, that was nasty. Like if uh, there's. Because Mr. We can talk about Mister, but if there's like if there are villains in this story, because a lot of people get redemption yes. in this story, but there are a lot of like just straight up villains. Uh, <laughs> pa, villain. Uh, old Mister. Old Mister. Um, Although uh, I did love him in the movie, I loved how he would just unabashedly start shit and then just <laughs> and just walk off. <laughs> and not just walk nothing. Like out. when he comes yeah. to visit Mister in the last Nothing. scene, he's like, "You need to find yourself a woman." 
And then he just leads him out and he just right. leaves yelling like, get these damn chickens. That was a good lie. Like, yeah, like that. that was like, no, a good he lie. He's never going to learn. He's He don't give a shit. He's uh, old uh, man. <laughs> he's an old man. He don't give a shit. Um, and uh, the white lady. Miss Millie. Her name? Nellie. Millie. Yeah. Uh, and her jackass husband, like, yeah, some villains, just straight up villains. And her but. kids who don't appear in the movie, but they are a whole <laughs> mess in the in the book. Oh, uh, uh, Nettie's kids or Mister's kids? Oh, Millie, Millie's kids. Oh, Millie's kids. That's yeah. right. Oh yeah, they don't show up at all in the yeah. movie. I think no. Mm-mm. But like Eleanor Jane and then Ella Jordanine keeps. Uh, harassing Sophia, don't you love my little boy? And she's like, I don't feel nothing for your little boy. We're, she's we're, like, we're, getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves again. So anyway, anyway, so Celie goes. She's on this farm with Mister. There's all these fucking kids around. Badass. Every time you turn around, there's more children, and I don't know whose they are or where they came from. Uh, at least in the in the the book seems to keep a better count of them. The movie, I don't know who any of these kids they, are. It seems like every time you turn around, there's more of them, and they're different there's kids. More, the only uh, one who's, di- mm-hmm. who's steady throughout the book is Harpo. Right. <laughs> like I feel like in the book, there's two girls whose names I don't even know if they say. They no, might, I don't and think then uh, Bub or Bud, who's always in jail. Yes, Bub. And then Harpo. Exactly. And just so I can make it straight, it's it's Mr. S- wife who had the boyfriend who killed her. That's what happened to her, right? Yes. Okay. She, it, they said that she was walking home from church. I think a man like wanted her to go with him or something. As she's walking with Harpo, she's like, no. They try to run away from him, and then he kills her. He shoots her in the stomach. Oh, I thought I thought maybe it was in the book that she actually had like a bow she was seeing. Oh, maybe she and then did. she refused him that one day, and he's like, "Well, yeah. I can't have you. No one can." Because Suge says this whole thing about how they did his wife dirty because mm-hmm. they were carrying on the whole time, and it's like she didn't ask to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so yeah, yeah she kind of gets kids. the short end of the stick. Yeah, but basically, as Molly's saying, bunch of kids, bunch of kids, bad of us, kids. I, <laughs> I do like that scene when uh, Celie first marries Mister and she walks into that filthy kitchen <laughs> and she's like, and it's like, it's like, this is what she has to do. This is her life. Like you yeah. really get a sense for like the work. Yeah. Like she, she's scrubbing the floor. She's scrubbing the walls. She's scrubbing the kids. Like they're hitting her in the head with bricks. Like, oh, straight in the head. And then right he's making her like, oh, and then they have, then she has to sleep with Mister that same night Ugh. with a big old bandage on her head. Yeah. Kid's hair hasn't been combed in two years. Oh, yeah. But she's like, we got to cut it. And Mr.'s like, nah. So then they just got to brush it for like 18 straight hours. Oh, gosh. I just, I just, oh. She was, she was living hard in these first, yeah. first few chapters. Really, really hard. It's like, that's Celie's life. And then at some point, Nettie comes to live with them because... Pa. Yeah, because she's like, Pa's a pervert, so I bounced. Um, and then it was interesting, too. One other character who shows up just a little bit in both Pa's subsequent wives. Um, I think in the book, he has like a real young girl who's just like overwhelmed yes. all the time. 
and it's basically like sealy, you know, replacement, replacement. And then in the, and then he eventually gets rid of her, or she leaves. She leaves. She runs away. Yes, I think. She's like, I, I, I can't take this. And then there's two other. He has a second, a third, or fourth. I don't even know. It's con man. <laughs> And it's like, uh, I thought it was interesting in the movie, um, you know, uh, she's like this timid little girl. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, he died on top of me. In the book, she's like, she calls her up at the end of the book. She's like, okay, you got the fucking house. We were squatting. Like, she's just such a bitch to see. <laughs> she's so mean for no reason. I don't think she was that mean. I thought she's like, well, y'all can have the house, but I'm taking the furniture and all the money. See ya. Because I think they were both I just kind of relieved. Like, he's dead. I'm going to move on. Like, I got the money. I, I got just my kids. didn't like her. <laughs> I didn't like when she was sitting there hugging on Pong, that pervert. And even Sugar's like, look, and she's like, mm. And then she's like, isn't it so nice he took in you two kids? We're not even his. <laughs> it was like, get out of my damn house. Damn. I know. Ugh. But I'm glad she got her house. But yeah, so you're right. Yes, there's the. It wasn't the first. The young one before her, Daisy. That's the name that's sticking in my head. Somebody was named Daisy. Something like, yeah, yeah. I think so. But yeah, I just wanted to like put that out there, like a difference that I noticed. And I was like, huh, I wonder why they... But I don't know if it was as significant as things came later. Yeah, there's some bigger changes that I'm like, I don't like this. Maybe we yeah. should. We'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. So Nettie comes... Um, and then Celie's like a lot happier because she has her sister. Yes. Nettie's like super smart. She's teaching her how to read. Mm-hmm. At least in the book, they're putting like wax paper all over the place so yeah. she can learn words. Reading uh, Oliver Twist. Cute. That's what Reading. makes them feel super young because they're doing hand yeah. games. She's learning yeah. how to read. She's doing spelling. Yeah. They're chasing each other around the house just like randomly. I'm like, oh. and they literally <laughs> look like the other kids there. So that's why it's like, Missy, you just want nasty fuck. Like, exactly. Just nasty. Got um, a literal baby running around. Like, Betty's right. literally going to school with her books and one of those belt thingies. <laughs> right. And they're like, uh-uh, you're done with that. Um, and Nettie, I thought, like, some of the imagery in the movie was very interesting because uh, I, I thought it was really interesting that, you know, throughout the movie, Whoopi's always seeing Nettie as she saw her that very last day they were together in, like, the white dress. Yes. Like, super young. Like, she doesn't ever imagine, like, what she might look like. Older. Older. And then in the, in the book, at least, Nettie comes out, and she's like, oh, some dumpy old woman just stepped out of the car. <laughs> I just thought that shit was so funny. But I really like, like, all the scenes. Like, they really condensed Nettie's part- time in Africa with the Olena. Yes. But it's, yeah, I can't remember how to pronounce. Yeah. Yes, I think the movie handled it better. I think so because it kind of is, it's more paralleling, like more parallel to what's going on with Celie's story, and then you see like her imagining her sister like as she was just when she left, like this young girl, which I thought was interesting. Or when yeah. she's like running with the train, I don't know. It's just a very nice like like image that stuck with stuck with me this girl in this dress especially because it's such a white dress and like i don't think realistically they'd be running around wearing white dresses (laughs) just for their annual regular day-to-day wear so it does make her stand out i did one thing that they changed from the book that doesn't make any sense and i don't know why they did this because it kind of took away from nettie's like empowered like she was more empowered than 
I think both her, well, I think both her and Celie were more empowered in the book. But we'll get yes. to Celie. I feel like we're going to have a lot to say yes. And, oh yeah, and one of Mr.'s sisters, because like they gave Nettie a line that was originally given to one of Nettie's sisters, or Mr.'s sisters mm-hmm. in the book, where she tells him like, don't let these mm-hmm. kids run over you. But Mr. follows Nettie to school mm-hmm. one day, because he's trifling, mm-hmm. and he tries to assault her. And she beats him off, and then she runs back home. And in the book, she's like, mm-hmm. I gotta go because, you know, this man tried to assault me. But in the movie, it's like he has to kick her out. Like, she doesn't want to leave. And I'd be like, why are you, like, why would you want to stay? I get, I don't. I thought that he had followed her. No, he said for some reason that she had to go. He was like, okay, like, fishing company gets, you know, after three days, you gotta get rid of it. I think he was just like, she got to go. She got to leave my house. And then um, she's walking. That's when he tries to assault her. And then he tells her when she beats him off, she's like, he's like, oh, I can't control you. So you need to get out of here. But I could be wrong about that sequence. Right. Because because I feel like they have their little because because like that whole scene mm-hmm. about how she's going to write Nettie happens when Celie's not there because Mister right. says, I promise you, she'll never right. get any of your yeah. letters or she'll never hear from right. you again. And Celie doesn't hear that. Right. She doesn't even right. know that she's going to write in the books, right? And so something happens and it just felt weird for them to be like screaming and holding on to each other and her trying to stay in this house with this like sexual predator. <laughs> yeah. Well, she just left the... Yeah, I feel like she would have been like, well, if I'm going, like, Celie's coming with yeah, me. Yeah, or something like that. Like, him trying to keep Celie there while Nettie's trying to leave. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that didn't make a whole ton of sense. I feel like all I've done so far is shit on this movie. I like the color purple. There were just a few scenes that I'm like, that don't make no sense. I mean, I really like the part where she yells, like, oh, my dad could keep me from it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, that's an iconic line. That's some acting. That's some acting. <laughs> And like Celie's there crying. And the one part where she's where they're holding on to that post and then Celie comes behind her and holds on to her. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they are not kidding. They're gonna be he's like, he's gonna have to drag her out of there bodily. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. So So yeah, Nettie gets dragged away and Celie in her heartbreak starts reading Oliver Twist. Yeah. So that she can practice her reading in her letters. There is one other part when they were kids that I wanna compare mm-hmm. the book and the movie. Um so when Celie is still pretty young and Nettie's there at this point, like they go into town, she sees this woman with a baby. She's like, oh, yeah. yes, thank you. <laughs> I had thoughts about this Right, too. she's like, okay, that's my baby. And it's like, you know, like, God forbid I should ever be separated from my child like that. I think I would recognize them. I, but maybe it was dark in the barn. Maybe it was a spiritual thing. I don't know. But she looks at the baby. She immediately knows that's her baby. And so she's following this lady mm-hmm. around the store and then the lady leaves. And then somehow later, like, Nettie ends up with them. And it's very, oh, like, I can't even remember. Celie sends her to her because Celie, like, because, like, Celie uh-huh. meets her in the shop. And, like, in the movie, this lady, like, yeah. just hands a baby over us. Like, so, like, this like child. stranger I just met. It's like a child comes up to you. Can I hold your baby? I'd be like, no, baby. Yeah, she's asking all sorts of questions. <laughs> Who's the daddy? Like, who are you? I just... And then she has to, like, kind of struggle to get the baby back in the movie. There's, like, a little... I just feel like the book handled it a lot better. I thought it, because... I thought it was about the same. 
oh no I feel like the book like was a lot clearer because like I it just seemed like so coincidental oh, yeah, and it's like true. how did you that. know for sure but then in the uh in the in the book like it's kind of like um uh Samuel who um is like the adopted oh, that's father that's true yeah it's friends is friends with Pa. He kind of knows something's going on. So when Pa takes the kids to him, he's kind of like he just takes it like no questions asked. He's like, "You're you did some bullshit. You're some shady. These, you, these kids should not be with you." Because in the book, it's kind of like, "How did they even get these kids? Did they buy them? Like what the <laughs> fuck?" So I never really felt like I was always like mistrustful of them because I was yeah. like, "Okay." I even think I put like. At some point, they were getting on a netty for something. And I'm like, oh, so you're too good for that, but you're not too good to buy some babies. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, you know, they kind of explain, like, Samuel and his wife, whose name I can't remember, like, both Corinne. the book. Corinne. Both the book and the movie just did not really like her. But, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they think that the kids are netties. And that's, that's right. why mm-hmm. that's why they kind of take her in no questions asked too, and kind of raise them all up together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though Samuel was a little dirty dip and I didn't really, <laughs> you know, we can get to that. But I just thought that the the book like just explained that whole sequence of event that's a lot true. better. That's true. I just thought the movie version and the movie version you're right, the book handles everything better because I'm thinking about the whole interaction of them in the movie mm-hmm. and she doesn't hand over her baby in the book. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to hold on to my daughter. But then Celie does follow her to like a cart. Yeah. And like, it's like, I don't, it's just a really weird scene. But you know what? You do what you got to do to get your characters where you need them to be. Yeah, but I did even like later when Corinne is kind of like, she tells Nettie, she was like, oh, because Celie says that she sends Nettie to them in both instances. Yeah. Because, like, uh, Corinne was the only black woman she ever saw with money. money. <laughs> and then Corinne later says that she doesn't even remember Celie because she was so freaked out by the white business owner, like, that he was going to pull some shit with her. And he did, honestly. And he did, yeah. yeah. That whole scene with her, like, I don't even remember. And, like, I'm like, is she implying that Nettie had an affair with Samuel before they even met? Like, I'm like, Corinne, what are you trying to imply? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get what was going on with Corinne there at the end, but um, she was uh, she was sick with grief and and mad with some disease. So we'll give her we'll give her a break, probably yeah. malaria. So yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So we're back. So yeah, that's what happened with the pre whoopee ceiling. <laughs> yeah, now we're at the whoopee the whoopee era. Still getting beat beat on by Mister. Stall too many damn kids. And, like, the thing is, like, he just hits her, and it's always a shock when you see because he's hitting her all throughout the movie, and it's, like, yeah. open face, just It's, like, she fucking bleeds. hard. Yeah. Yes. He's, like, beating on her. It's pretty bad. And, like, the scene, and is this the part where he's getting all ready to go see Suge? Because oh, I kept yeah. waiting for Suge Avery, Suge Avery. She doesn't come for a good, like, 20 minutes after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's getting all dressed up, and then he just kind of goes and sees is like, okay. Because I think they detour first into Sophia and Harpo. Yes. Yeah. Which we can talk about. I loved. I, <laughs> Sophia and her sisters, like, there's a little <laughs> scene in the church where Harpo and Sophia get married, and Har- and Mr. tries to go to congratulate Sophia, and all and they the sisters all kinda just like surround just, her. Yep. 
and they like, just I look at about him them. Yes. yeah for like just half a second and he backs off and they're all like and he just okay shuffles there. away yeah. yeah i was like i want a book about them i want a book about all the sisters because even in the book alice walker's like they're like big they're always like disguised described as like big amazon amazonian yeah women. and it's like oh, what no. like six sisters and three brothers that always stick with them and they say uh-huh. they got a whole bunch of kids and they got this farm and odessa and all mm-hmm. like i just like love every everything about that that was a lot That's of fun. Like, i want to read about sophia's like sisters yeah. i want to know what's going on over there because there's a whole thing happening but I like Sophia and Harpo and I like what she says about Sophia and Harpo and how like if Harpo would just stop repeating the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. bullshit he learned from his daddy, he would be a lot happier. Yeah. And I think that that and here's here's the first little inkling that we get, like probably the biggest thing that at least for me, I think was a failing of the movie, um, that it wasn't as bold as the book in some of the ways it thinks about, like you said, gender roles and sexuality and religion. Because in the book, there's this scene that I love when, well, I don't love it. It's very, like, tragic. The scene with, um, I think it it's two. It's two very similar scenes. Like, Sophia's walking in in the book. Whoopi and Oprah are walking in together. Oprah hands Harpo a baby. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then they go off to do something else. But in the book, when she hands it, he, like, starts playing and cuddling with the baby. And you can see that he has this really strong, like, connection to raising his children, even when she takes all the kids later in the book, when Sophia does. And they say uh, he stops to, like, change the baby's diaper. And they're like, that baby, that, you know, that diaper isn't wet. And it's never like, you know, oh, man, shouldn't be doing this or he shouldn't even care. He's like crying and like wiping his eye with the corner of the diaper. And they talk about how he loves to cook and how he likes to like you know, clean up and do those kinds of things. Um, and I don't I did not get that from his character in the movie. No, he's more of like the stereotypical, like hapless husband, because like he's always fallen through the roof. He his yeah. his fights with Sophia are kind of played off as a joke. Like there's the one yeah. scene, the all my life I've had to fight scene, and then it's very serious when Sophia's talking to um, Celie. But when Mister is or when Harpo is telling his side to Mister, it's kind of like a comical. Oh, it was, yeah. it was a donkey that did it. Like you should have seen that ball. A donkey got me right in the eye. Yeah, and I I think you're right. We don't see him with his children as much either in the movie, except for that scene when Sophia packs them all up to to head to leave them mm-hmm. so i think what you're mm-hmm. i think you're saying is very true it's yeah. that it's not as it's not as um progressive in how it shows you know harpo being a father and being a less toxic man yeah yeah because i do think both the book and the movie talk about how that toxicity has passed from big mister which mm-hmm. if i could say it aside for some reason i watched the original like trailer for the movie like right before we got on and started recording and why were they like oh you'll always remember these characters did you see that and for some reason they're like shug mister uh really old mister i'm like what the fuck first of all it's a really weird trailer because they don't even really tell you what like it's not a i'm like is this a 19 is this how they did trailers in the 80s it's just some guy talking about like Alice Walker's phenomenal book 
a film. Meet the characters you love. Cause now, it's like what Molly said. Sophia. Yeah. Sophia. Sophia. Mister. Mister. Oh, Mister. Mister. And I'm like, is he? But is I feel like you had fewer options. Like, what were you going to do on a Saturday night? If you wanted to watch something, you go to the movies or you go stand outside. Like, it just, like, the 80s were a different time. We didn't have TikTok and we didn't have reels and shit to look at. TVs in more than one movie. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They didn't have to. They, what was the competition? It's like these Marvel movies. First yes. of all, one comes out every month at this point. Something's coming out. Now they out. got a whole series. They're competing with each other. They got to tell you every fucking thing that happens in the movie in the trailer so maybe you'll pay attention it just used to be like oh this is what's out three movies came out this week and i think they must have highlighted old mister because i was like who is this guy because i'm like i really liked his voice mm. and he's like mm. he's an old like very well um not well known but he was he had a very successful career in like theater and voice acting Oh yeah, I'm like the uh, I think in the 30s and 40s, and then in the he did a movie in the 70s that made him really popular in film. So he was a pretty well known okay. name. He died I think before either one of us were born. Um, oh, okay. and he had like that voice because of laryngitis he yeah. had as a kid. Oh, interesting. I did a lot of wicking. Well, hey, it's working. <laughs> um, but he he comes in. He is a colorist and a hater. He is and a misogynist kind of and chauvinist. a misogynist. Whoopi spits in his drink, which I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But he's um, he's the one, like, you even get the idea that Mr. wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't that's listening exactly. to the shit his father was telling him. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it, he, like, beat on um, uh, Mr. on Albert, Albert beat on Harpo. But Harpo got, gets the chance to do better. Yeah. You know, incrementally, they're getting better. Yeah. He also didn't um, let him marry Suge, and he's like, you should have let me marry Suge, yep. so. Because he's like, oh, she's so black. Yes. <laughs> they say that a lot in the movie. What did he say? He also said she got, the one thing that threw me off, he's like, she's got oh, legs like. Oh, nasty woman. She got legs oh. like baseball bats. <laughs> baseball bats. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? I was trying to figure out, like, does that mean her hips are too big, or are they just skinny? She got skinny legs. What are you trying to say? Maybe skin- I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he meant by that. Cause it held me up because it's in the book and the movie. Like they kept it, uh-huh. they put that in both. But yeah, so Harpo. But I do like the scene. We got we kind of got ahead of ourselves. We're gonna do that the whole mm-hmm. time, I think. Yeah. But I just remember watching the scene when they've got Oprah marching up to go meet Mister. I'm like, why they make okay. her walk like that? <laughs> I did love that because even in the books, they're like, oh, she, she marches like, like, like they just war. marching, the two are just marching, and that's that was a perfect. You know, yeah, she acted that scene. That's exactly what I imagine she looked like coming up. That I'm like, all her lit, her arm is going like whoo, whoo, straight yep. out. I'm like, oh yep. my gosh, Oprah, and this is '80s Oprah. Yeah, she also yeah. looks super young. She does. Yeah, she looks really young. Um, but yeah, she. Yeah, they. Um, I love Sophia. I thought she was a great character. I did too. I really um, love the scene when they meet Mister. And he's, she's like, you want to marry her? I'm like, what do I need to marry Harpo for? He's living up under you. Everything he gets is from you. And then he's like, how do you know it's his? He's like, because I says it is. And then yeah. she's leaving and she's like, Harpo, when you get free, come see me. Like, I no, love she how she says, didn't put up. 
when you get free, me and the baby will be waiting for you. <laughs> like, this baby already fucking disappointed in you. I just liked how she, in his face, didn't put up with Mr. Shit. And then she right. drank Mr.'s Lemonade. Right. She went, I just handed it to Celie. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. Like, Oprah's good in it, even though... She is. Um, Molly has complicated Oprah feelings. No. Yeah. I can admit... <laughs> You know, she's good in this. Um, yeah. I was going to say something. A big change that I did not particularly like. Um, so, Sophia and Harpo, they're starting to, like, um, uh, Sophia is very, like, free. She does what she wants to do. Like, everyone calls it mannish, but they get back to that later in the book. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, uh um, Harpo feels emasculated by her. Yes. Because yes. one thing that is in the book but not in the movie is like Harpo and Mr. are very small. Like they're real like slight yes. men. Yes. <laughs> Which is interesting. So Harpo starts like eating all this food. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. And then just like just giving him shit for that. It's like, oh, so you can be bigger than Sophia, huh? Mm, okay. And it just kind of goes to his stomach. And he just kind of develops a little pop. Right. <laughs> so uh, he goes in both instances. He uh, he goes to Mister, and he's like, "Well, what should I do? What should I do?" He's like, "Beat her. Like, you know, why is it like children? You gotta like keep them under your thumb." He's saying all these horrible things, and then he goes, you know, he's talking to Celie because really, like, what? There's like two year difference between the two of them. <laughs> like, uh, so he's like, "Well, what should I do?" And Celie you know, has barely said a whole, a word, like Oprah's, or not Oprah, oh, Whoopi has barely said a word <laughs> up to this point. And she gets up in her little squeaky mouse voice and she's like, beat her. And um, it's really dramatic in the movie. It's very dramatic in the movie. It's more a point of fact. And I feel like Celie, and let me know your thoughts on this. I feel like Celie in the book had a lot more, I don't know what you call it, like interiority. I don't know what, like, Part of me wonders if that's just a weakness in the mediums. So, like, in the book, we're reading her letters to God. It's, like, I not really her journal. They never really say, like, what does she do with all these letters? But, like, they're her... Yeah, is she writing them? Yeah. I'm so confused. <laughs> they're, like, her personal letters. They're her, her inner thoughts. It's almost mm-hmm. like a diary. So we can be part of, like, her. We can see what mm-hmm. she observes. Like, when she describes, like... So, like, take the scene with Sophia. We In the movie, we are the camera as a third-party audience are watching, just watching Sophia mm-hmm. walk up the street. We do get a little voiceover, but we're still seeing it. Whereas in the book, it is described through us through the eyes yes. of Celie. Yeah. So, like, she's impressed by how bold she is. Like, everything goes through Celie. So I feel like we just, because the nature of how a book is, we get to be in her head more was with the movie we're more removed and i thought it actually kind of did a good job at showing mm-hmm. how timid she was because when you see someone act like that and like scurry around like that whole scene where sophia was um being mm-hmm. introduced to mister and he's sitting there asking Celie for lemonade and you yeah, see how he treats her true. and how he talks to her and how even Oprah, like, for a second was like, why you got a slave? Exactly. <laughs> she's she's like, side-eyed this whole She really, situation. like, side-eyed, like, who the fuck is that? What's going on in here? So, and I thought it was, like, so I thought, like, those are the weaknesses, I guess. Like, the book did make Celie feel more of a real, more fleshed-out character, but I think the movie mm-hmm. does a better job at just showing how she is overlooked in kind of, mm-hmm. like, 
small and how she has to make herself small and meek in this That's household. a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like you said, she very dramatically gets up and <laughs> says, beat her. Yeah. And then, and I want to know your opinion on this scene too. Um, later, uh, Sophia comes to her. Storming. Storming, man. Storming through those cornfields. Storming through the cornfields. She pulls back the corn. I don't know. Do you pull back corn? I don't know. And she just, she says, uh, you know, she gives that famous line, like, all my life I had to fight, like, you know, my brothers, my father, my uncles, my cousins, like, all these people. Like Never in my own house. But never in my own house. And it's like, she does a great job. Like, everyone fucking loves that line. It's a great line, everything. And then there's another big departure, I think, in the book. Yes. Uh, or in the movie, Sophia, like, goes. Like, she takes the kids, she goes. In the book, like, you know, she asks Celie, like, why the fuck would you tell him to beat me? And she's like, yeah. well, everybody been beating my ass, so I figured that that's just the way <laughs> things go. And you see in Sophia, like, this really rare moment of being able to forgive someone and have, like, empathy you know, for another person because she's like, fuck, you're right. Like, what the fuck else were you whose ass has been getting beat since you were a child by every fucking person? Like, of course. And I feel like they kind of bond, they make up, like they see each other as equals there. Yes, I was going to say, like, in the movie, it feels like the scene is incomplete. Yeah. She just, she just yells at Seely, like, you need to stop worrying about heaven and start worrying about, you know, down here. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she doesn't get it. And I think that I liked that scene where they kind of reach an understanding. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like, well, she tells her, yeah, like, because I think Celie, even straight up admits, she's like, I'm jealous of how you're able to live free. Yep. Or I don't remember what she says exactly, but she basically just alludes that like she wants to be more like Sophia, but she can't. And that she kind of did act out of kind of jealousy, yeah. kind of, you know, it was a little malicious, but they have an understanding. Yeah. That they don't get yeah, in the movie. Yeah, and it just brings a lot more depth to Celie's character in particular. And I guess Sophia's yeah. too. But then it just... Yeah, because she's not just some brute bully that she's kind of caricatured to be. Mm-hmm. Like, she's... I like Sophia's character, but she's kind of just like, oh, Sophia, she'll yeah, fight you. Yeah, And in the in the book, she has a lot more nuance. Um, and it sets up, you know, her sewing because they start, you know sewing together they fix up the curtains they fix up this and that it starts like this this friendship she has with Sophia who's like a sister to her like basically her whole the whole rest of her life um so and I think that a lot of my problems with the movie I and I talked about one I talked about it in relationship to gender norms but I'll talk about it a second time with the relationship between women and how um, friendships that women have, um, you know, are very complicated and beautiful. And it's not like, oh, they're just like, you know, I feel like in a lot of like movies and books and TV shows and stuff, it's like, oh, you have two female characters. Well, they're going to be best friends and then they're going to fight because one of them gets a boyfriend. But then it's going to be all fine. And it's just so lacking in substance. Um, and I feel like, you know, her relationship with Nettie, her relationship with Shug, her relationship with Squeak and Sophia, and, like, it's very much about her, like you said in the synopsis, I love that, like, finding herself through her various relationships with women and with femininity, you know, even if you want to include Harpo in there, 
And I feel like the book, the movie takes all that shit out. It really flattens it. Yeah. It, it flattens. Really flattens. It flattens. Yeah. Because yeah. now that you say it, I realize I don't like, I hate how they did Squeak's character. <laughs> right? Like I, and I guess I get it. You don't have the time and the breadth to tell some of the stories that you do in film that you do yeah. in a book. But then it's like, well, then maybe cut it out because Squeak kind of becomes a joke in the in the movie. Yeah, and Squeak's got a mouth. She gets punched <laughs> out by Sophia through a hole. That was yeah, that was just, funny. <laughs> just flew like, in a hole. This, is this cabin on a bayou? Like, where did this? Where did this hole come from? But I guess they are. They are in. They're supposed to be in Georgia. Oh okay. I don't, I don't know yeah. where it came from, but yeah. So I. But I yeah, you're right. Saying. Yeah, because even in the book, Squeak and Sophia and Harpo have this, like, you know, almost, like, poly relationship uh, when they're kind of like, okay, well, uh, Sophia's in jail. Like, they make up pretty quickly, I think, after she knocks her teeth out. Yes. (laughs) And they're kind of like, they reach this understanding, like, Sophia's like, I'm going to go do my thing. Like, you know, we can, I can fuck this prize fighter guy. I don't really care what you do. And then later when, you know, she needs someone, like, Squeak's really the first one to step up and say, like, I'll watch your kids. Like, I got yeah. them. And then and later, then Sophia, Sophia does the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And they're, bo- like, they're all sleeping with Harpo. <laughs> and it's like, they really don't seem like they care. And I feel like that feels like a super modern, you know, Tumblr is teaching me phrases I didn't know kind of relationship. <laughs> and, of course, none of that is in the in the movie and I I don't know how you yeah it's a time thing because there is a lot of plot in this book too but also it feels so central to the story that I'm kind of like okay but could we have left it in and like let's talk about the big one so basically Shug Uh Avery comes and lives with I don't know how they get her in the movie she's like in the trunk of a car it's raining (laughs) just her feet (laughs) are sticking out what's going on but she is ill and Mr. brings her in to have, um, well, I guess he's actually going to nurse, her, they're going to nurse her back to health. And mm. at first they start off really contentious. She even, cause she's like, you show is ugly and laughs. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that hurt. Because in yeah. the book, it's more explicit. How about how like, she kind of wants to look pretty when Suge shows up. But yeah. she tries to get on her nice dress and take her hair down and but she can't. Yeah, and in the in the movie, it's just like she needs to get all the mud off her face because they're like, yeah, <laughs> the kids have been yeah. her face. <laughs> but so Shug moves in, and she gets over herself eventually, and she develops this friendship with Celie, and it eventually mm-hmm. develops into a full on like I would say a romance, like to the point that I think yeah, a sexual relationship. Yeah, and she helps Celie to like learn about herself, you know, spiritually and sexually. She teaches her how to pleasure herself. She kisses her. She's the one who's like, you know, it can be, you can love people and you can enjoy it and all of this. And yeah, she writes a love song about her. Like she's not shy. She doesn't try to hide it. She's like, I mean, they kind of hide it from Mr. But I feel like everyone is kind of like, even at least in the book later, he's like, so y'all are fucking (laughs) her. (laughs) So yeah. 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 She's like the woman who helps her come out of her shell. And yeah, I feel like, I wonder, they all say, this is also in the wiki, Steven Spielberg and the screenwriter say they regret removing those elements from the film. I'm like, uh-huh. that's probably 2000s or at least late 1990s Steven Spielberg talking. 
I feel like early 80s Spielberg. Yeah. (laughs) In that same situation, would do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him, you know, personally or his background or what black people he called his friends. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I just know the 80s. Like, was this, (laughs) this would have been, well, I guess, I don't know how lesbians, how much like women were caught up in like, the gay panic of like the AIDS crisis and all that. Mm. So I'm trying to think like where we all were culturally. Well, not all, we weren't born yet, but where people were (laughs) culturally when this movie came out and why they, I think people were also just homophobic. Like we can't make excuses. I think it was probably just homophobia. Yeah. I mean, like when we were talking about, you know, challenged books, it's like when I saw something, it was like some video essay I watched, but I was like, you got some points. They're, like, talking about the rating system and how, you know, everybody wants a movie to be, like, PG-13 because then everybody's going to go see it, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You're going to make more movie mm-hmm. money. An R is even harder to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, an NR or X or whatever else is, like, oh, the X. hardest. X is, like, box off and poison, they say, because, like, people yeah. just want to go see it. And they say that the way that they treat you know, scenes, relationships, sexual activity between heterosexual and non-heterosexual couples. Like, non-heterosexual couples are always rated more harshly on the scale. I bet. So it's like, if you had all this, um, especially back then, because we know the 80s, um, (laughs) you know, this could have been like an X movie. Mm -hmm. And Steven Spielberg's like, I ain't paying (laughs) <laughs> to plant all these purple flowers out here. <laughs> you for know. no one to see this movie. For no one to buy and reimburse me. So, I mean, maybe it was different, but I could see, like, why it would seem like even, even if you were, like, you know, like, avant-garde, I don't care, I'm an artist, I'm going to do whatever I want, I'm, like, super woke. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, well, I got to get paid to make this or else I can't make it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need to think about it or maybe I'm getting bullied into, like, taking it off. Or Steven Soldier could have just been like, ah, I don't want that in my movie again. I don't yeah. know. I don't so, know. And, like, and I'm not trying to presume, like, who knows what it was. I, I'm leaning towards homophobia. Uh-huh. But, but basically all of that, the gist of it is the scenes from the book that get very, like, they talk about it, they talk, they share beds, they sleep yeah. together, everything gets cut and reduced to like one kiss. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, they and have maybe like some a light flirting. 15 year relationship. Yes. Like they're living as partners, like basically after Grady split. Yeah. Celie is genuinely heartbroken when Suge comes back with that young boy. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it, it's just not in there and again it's so I feel like it's the book at least is so radical and so I think important to a lot of people because it's talking about religion and here's another thing like the third or fourth thing now that gets cut out it's talking about religion in this really radical way I feel mm-hmm. like the book like it's talking about you know letting that white man God out of your head understanding what's around you um that is a good point i just realized something listening to you and even i think what was really radical about it is she's saying well 
you know, the love we feel for each other, even the sexual love is part of what God wants for us. And I feel like to center like homosexuality in like a religious message Mm -hmm. and not say like, Oh, it's just accepted or it's off to the side, but that it's, it's centrally important. Yeah. Is like, at least at the time was probably not a message that, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, was Reagan president in 1982? Who was, who was, I gotta look that up now because that'll tell us everything we need to know. Yep, Reagan was president in 1982. That explains everything you need to know. Mm. But um, she Shug has her own speech about how, like you know, who how she views God and how Mm -hmm. he likes us to admire. And I was noting, listening to you, I realized in the movie they cut out everything about how she says when she stopped picturing God as a, you know, an old white man Mm -hmm. and just started picturing. him as like a force that did not make the cut but the whole Mm-mm. part about how and even the part you said about how we love he wants us to admire it that didn't make it either mm-hmm. the only part mm-hmm. that really gets included is the little back and forth about like he wants admiration and Celia like are you saying he's vain and she's like yeah no he wants us to admire his good work and th- and that's because it's probably the line that includes you know the color purple yeah um, but I think yeah. it's interesting that those two other points got cut out because I thought they were just as, you know, good. They were all in the same conversation. They were just as valid points that she was making. But those yeah. did not make it into the movie. Yeah. And it's like, again, like the scene in the book is like just so beautifully written. And it's like, you know, just, yeah, like such a personal theology and such like a radical departure from what I feel like a lot of black women in this country are relationship with like the Christian faith is Mm -hmm. very patriarchal and it's very like white and for her just to say like no you know it's all these things and it includes everyone even you know uh lesbians like even gay people and I feel like that is just something I guess they just were not wanted to say like you said what what gets cut Mm -hmm. because i also think it's important that even though celie writes these letters to god she doesn't really feel that he's listening or cares because Uh of the abuse she has suffered at the hands of her father and you know mister and all the and her sister being taken from her so she's gone through a lot of hardships she kind of just doesn't think you know because she pictures god as an old white man and you know all Mm -hmm. the white men in her life don't really care about what happens to her so she assumes that it's the same and so there's a whole running theme i think in the book of how Nettie was the only one who loves who loves Celie, and so to the point that she genuinely says like she genuinely doesn't even believe that god loves her until Mm -hmm. shook tells her that yeah yeah, so I was gonna I, I just a quote about the vein. Oh, here we go. Do you mind if I read it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to start. It's a um, lot, like, literally, it's like three pages straight that I have highlighted in the book. <laughs> okay, I'll start here. Okay. Oh, she say, God love all them feelings. That's some of the best stuff God did. And when you know God loves them, you enjoys them a lot more. You can just relax, go with everything that's going, and praise God by liking what you like. Don't God, God don't think it dirty, I ask? No, she say, God made it. Listen, God love everything you love, and a mess of stuff you don't. But more than anything else, God love admiration. You saying God vain, I ask? 
No, she say not vain. Just wanted to share a good thing. I think it pisses God off if you walk by the color purple in the field somewhere and don't notice it. What it do when it pissed off, I asked. Oh, it makes something else. People think pleasing God is all God care about. But any fool living in the world can see it always trying to please us back. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene, I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. I was like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very pretty in the movie, but nah, it doesn't hit the same way. Yeah, the cinematography is very... And it's so fast. Like, I think the whole yeah. scene takes like 30 seconds. If you yeah. It's like, hey, they said the name of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why they included it. It's like, well, we got to explain to people why it's called The Color Purple. They're going to yeah. be asking. Yeah. So I think that those are my big areas of where I was like, ah. Uh, mm. I, I had one more thing to plug into Shook. Oh, okay. So there's an addition. Oh, uh-huh. I was just saying, there's an addition in the movie. It's like kind of a storyline that does not exist in the book. So we see Suge at multiple points throughout the movie trying to speak to the pastor of the church. And at one point she goes to talk to him. At one point he's riding past and she's like waving her hand around like, I'm a married woman now. She's like, I'm married now. Yeah. And then at the end, there's like this like church. (laughs) It starts off with them trying to It's a very Tyler Perry. It starts with they're trying to party. Yeah. And then then it ends very Tyler Perry. It is is Tyler. You are so right. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the end of uh, Diary of Mad Black Woman. But like (laughs) they start playing the music back and forth and Suge is leading all the... um, all the crowd from the jukebox. All the centers. Yeah. yeah. And she's got her band and they come playing through blah, 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 blah. And it's like, God's trying to show you a sign. And then in the yeah. end, we learn that the pastor is Suge's father. And I'm like, uh-huh. it just kind of takes away, I feel like, from Suge's whole thing. Yeah. And like, for better or for worse, Suge did not really care what other people, especially men, thought of her. Yeah. And I just yeah, thought it was, that's true. I just thought it was like kind of like it felt like the filmmakers had to be like, well, and like not even that, like 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 she had to feel shame. Like Shug didn't feel shame yeah. about anything she did, and that's what's kind of cool about her. She sang, she drank, she had relationships, she date you know nineteen year olds when she was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> like she did her own thing, and it felt like the movie had to be like, well, no, she's got to have somebody needs to humble her. There's got to be somebody. Yeah who makes her feel bad. We're going to make it her daddy. And I just like, why? Y'all could That's just, a really good point. That's just, really good. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. It just made me mad. Cause like that's Suge's whole deal is she doesn't yeah. care. And then yeah. the book, the only kind of pushback she gets is from some of her kids. And even then she's like, I just hung out with the one that liked me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say too, it's almost, it's almost like antithetical to her, religious like what she was saying about religion earlier yeah because she's talking about how you know uh god's in the trees and it's the grass and it's like the breeze and it's like everywhere and i'm everywhere and every like and then you know she's living free but in the and you know you express your love for god when you do things and enjoy them mm-hmm. and it's like in the movie what is she doing she's outside She's like surrounded by all these trees, all this water. She's singing with her friends, you mm-hmm. know, at this place that they built up. Everyone's enjoying themselves. They're having a good time. They're literally worshiping like the God she talks about mm-hmm. in her own words, like in nature, which is like their church. And then she hears the singing 
and she leaves that place and she brings everyone back into you know this established church and Mm -hmm. into this religion that's still you know that she said she didn't believe it anymore Mm -hmm. to deal with her daddy issues to deal with her daddy issues so just it's yeah they really just like from every aspect of that character (laughs) I feel like that ending does not Mm-mm. yeah the singing is pretty i, I like, like the singing. i like the gospel and i like the band like it looked like a good time but i'm like this is not shook's character yeah from what you've told me it was me, nicely shot yeah from what the book told me should should book should would never Mm-mm. she would just sing louder <laughs> right so but yeah so should comes and she's sort of the beginning of the uh the end for Miss. Yeah, well, I was gonna be like coming in. What is the line she says? The beginning of Seely coming into her own creation, she says. Yeah. Her awakening, because she sort of helps Seely to see herself as somebody worth being loved and and being cared for. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. Now I'm all so, sad about how they did Shook. And like once you said Tyler Perry, I was like, damn, that's it exactly. Yeah. That was a Tyler Perry scene. If there ever and was like, one. No disrespect to him, even though he we all us. are entitled to feel about that man. However we want, we want to feel, he's still going to be rich and not know who I am. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it just, it seems like a, t- um, a Tony Perry movie. Yeah. And it just seemed like, oh, we have to humble Suge. And I'm like, that's the whole point of the movie. No, we don't. That's the whole point yeah. of this movie. Yep. Yep. So. So. So, yeah, Suge comes. Suge comes. Shakes they things sick, up. Shakes things up. Um, and I like she's throwing the food at the wall. She's being, like, all mean. And, like, that meal whoopee made. That everybody. That meal whoopee made. That meal made. Looked fire. Like, <laughs> That look, that look good. <laughs> when she sent that empty tray back, I was like, "I'm sure I'm, I know you. That's right, sweetheart." Because that meal looked, it was like ham, sunny side up biscuits. Uh-huh. I think there was gravy, jam. That shit looked. Oh, I'm so hungry. And it's funny too, like when you think about, because in the movie, I was kind of like, "Well, why is she, why is she doing all this for Shug? Like she called her ugly. Like what the fuck?" But in the in the book, like she's had Shug pictures shook's picture for years mm-hmm. she's been thinking about her you know she's in love with her so she's like literally like oh, i'm gonna stand albert up like watch mm-hmm. this shit i think they try to hint at that in the movie but it's not very explicit uh-uh like, it's like oh she she uh she thirsty a little bit yeah so and so i do like the scene where they all go out to so harpo's built up so sophia's left the <laughs> sisters come they mm-hmm. pack up the babies they packed her up and they leave. And so Harpo, I guess doing what any other bachelor would do, turns his house into a juke joint. Yeah. I did like when they bring the piano, piano. down the river. It's like, the fuck? Is that something they used to do? I don't know. Because I was thinking of the logistics. I was like, that don't, I mean, like, I'm sure that's a great shot for a movie. But in real life, like, what happens if that thing overturns? You yeah. Swear, and it's like, they got cars. <laughs> they got a road. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I don't. It's 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 the shot, Molly. Do it for the. We're doing it for the gram. For the yeah, body. we made a great shot. I really, for a second, I was like, this must be like some southern people stuff that they did like back in the day. 
you know, that like your your uncle Helps or something would that. tell you about. Yeah, that piano. And then where'd they get the piano? Like, where'd y'all get this piano? Where'd like, they get the piano? How'd you get it on there? There's so many questions because it's just the two of y'all. And like, <laughs> how do you balance that raft to get that piano on there without it overturning? So many questions. Would it be too heavy for like this? raft made of sticks bundle of what kindling or whatever <laughs> like but did it yeah like it should sink that that raft's going under yeah like if if jack was making that painting sink at the end of titanic no way it's a piano <laughs> it's a piano could all float on two sticks so but i don't think that's the point of the scene we're harping on it i don't think that's what the movie wants us to take from it but yeah he built up his his, his, his duke, duke joint. joint and um He's working there with Squeak, uh-huh. aka Mary Agnes. Who kind of comes out of nowhere and falls. She comes out, it's a little bit better explained in the book, but she has like maybe a two little. lines in the movie. Yeah, they kiss through a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sees him with, with uh, She gets Oprah. knocked out by Sophia. So she gets knocked out, knocked into a hole, or her teeth knocked out. And everybody's running, at least in the, the movie. Like, the guy's like, gotta go. And, like, everybody's running and, you know, being all crazy. When but the, <laughs> When the piano player's just like, I'm yep. out. Um, Silly's just standing there like, this shit funny. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but they go because Suge's singing mm-hmm. one night. Yeah, oh, right, right. I was trying to think, like, something else happened. Yeah. And so she's singing Miss um, Seeley's Blue. She sings some other stuff. And it gets, it's like, oh, this is why all these juke joints, because this is raunchy. Look at her. The way she's dancing. But um, but then she sings Miss Seeley's Blues. It's basically a song from Miss Seeley's sister. I'm keeping my eye. I can't. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop. All right, guys. That's it for the first half of our conversation about the color purple. Be sure to tune in on September the 12th, that is a Monday, when we'll post the second half of this conversation along with the winners of our giveaway. Reminder, we are giving away four $30 Amazon gift certificates. So, you know, you can go ahead and start adding to your fall TBR or, you know, finishing up your late summer TBR, however you want to classify it. Um, but be sure, just as a reminder, you have to be following us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit. You also have to make sure that you quote tweet the tweet where we share this episode. Um, there'll be, like I said, there'll be a, a black girl emoji and a purple heart emoji. So look for the tweet promoting the color purple with a black girl emoji and the purple heart emoji, and you will be entered into the contest. We will randomly select four winners and we will announce them on Monday, September the 12th. When we post the second half of our episode. As always, we want to thank our patrons, Claire, Noella, Ruth, Erica, Martel, Jennifer, Therese, Catherine, Allie, Kat, Montera, Frank, Ellen, Brianna, and the I Found This Great Book podcast. Thank you all for joining us for six years. We're just really excited by this community of readers, writers, book lovers, and we will see you all next time. Bye.